Thanks for joining us here at Temple Baptist Church in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. If you would like to see other resources or learn more about our ministry, check out www.tbccentralia.com. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. Well, good morning, guys. Man, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord today, isn't it? Now, I was told by a few people that they wouldn't be here today if there wasn't a reason to be here. And I'm so glad that they said that because that goes along with the day so well. So today, I want you guys, real quick, I want you guys to grab your heart, okay? I want you to open your heart up real quick, all right? So I'm, I'm going to be talking to your heart this morning because there's just something that, you know, when I got the text saying you need to prepare for August 9th, I said there's just something that's been on my heart. And so it's been on my heart. I'm not just talking to you guys, but I'm talking my own heart, my own soul, because this, is, this bugs me. Right, so today's message is, is all about the heart, and it's a heart novocation. And the reason I call it a heart novocation is this. Y'all have smart ph- smartphones, any type of phone. You know when it goes off, it goes, ding, ding. Or, you know, back in the day, you had AOL, and you got the, you've got mail. Well, this is your, you've got mail for your heart, all right? And what I want to talk to you today about is remind our hearts each and every day of the gospel. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's very easy. It's very easy for us to take the gospel for granted. I mean, we have all sorts of things going on in life, right? We got sporting events. We have grandkids. We have kids of our own. We got school. We got all sorts of things happening, yet we're not focused where we need to be focused at, and that's on the gospel. It's easy to take it for granted. If you have your Bible with you today, I'd like you to open up to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. Read something like this. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through the Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. You remember I said I'm talking to your hearts right here. It says, so Christ may dwell in your heart through your faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, May have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that may be filled with all the fullness of God. 
See, when we open our hearts up, you know, I, I kind of tricked you guys. I opened your hearts up. Most people have, you know, a wall around their heart. And that's why they're not putting God in there because they got this wall built up because they've been hurt. Right? I know, I know there's a lot of hurting people out there. They don't have their hearts opened up. Just tear that wall down this morning, please. Because the fullness of Christ, when you let that in there, it's going to transform your life. Okay? When we wake up, we remind ourselves of the gospel each and every morning. We will wake up grateful. Joy that the toughest battle we will face has already been won. All right? The toughest battle was defeated a long time ago. Right? But when we wake up, now I know someone, I'm not going to say any names, but I know someone that he says if he doesn't wake up and read his Bible, his day is going to be ruined that entire day. I believe that. If you don't wake up and you ain't spending time in the Word, guess what? That day is going to be ruined because Satan already has a grasp on that day. But when we wake up, and the first thing we do, we open up the Bible, man, it, it just makes the day so much better. So, i got to be honest with you guys. Last night, I'm sleeping. I had a nightmare. I'd wake up. I'd go back to bed. I'd have another nightmare. I'd go back to sleep. I'd wake up because I had another nightmare. You want to know what's happening? Satan didn't want this morning to happen. And you know what I was doing every time I'd wake up from that nightmare? I grab my phone because my phone has the Bible on it and I start reading scripture and I'm saying, not today, Satan. Not today. Because I'm waking up. You know, just like I just said, when we wake up in the morning, we start spending time with the Lord, we're grateful and we joy. I did that. It's hard. It takes discipline. But you'll be so thankful you to do that. Have any of you guys ever thought that the gospel is old news? When I was in college, I spoke, I created this event when I was in high school, though. And I went back to my hometown, and I spoke at it. And the guy, one of my dorm mates asked me if I was going to speak on the gospel that weekend. And my exact words was, no. I was not. And he kind of gave me a look, and he's like, why? And I said, well, gospel's spoken way too much. I'm going to speak on suffering. And he looks at me really weird, and he's like, why would you do that? And I said, because People need to know that there's going to be suffering when they give their life to Christ. And no one talks about that. We talk all about, you come to Christ, you get what you want. But we don't talk about the suffering. And so he goes, I think you're, you're missing the point here. And I said, I think you're missing the point. I may have said I'm not speaking about the gospel, but in the gospel there's suffering. And he goes, all right, all right, I see what you're doing here. But oftentimes we think that the good news is the old news and that, that happens to all of us. It happens to me. It happens to other people. We get tired of hearing the good news. If we didn't get tired of hearing the good news, you know when you're hanging out with your friends or your family, you know they always say whatever you're passionate about, you start talking about, right? If we didn't think the, the gospel was old news, we'd all be talking about it. Dude, did you see that guy? He turned water into wine. Did you see that? He rose Lazarus from the dead. But do you hear people talk like that? No, why? It's, it's, people think it's old news. 
Or, you know, you know that Zacchaeus guy? He was up in that tree, and Jesus came walking by and said, Zacchaeus, go in your house today. Why? Because Jesus wanted to hang out with all of us. We don't hear much of that. So we often feel like we hear the gospel too much. Let me break some reality here for you, though, okay? The reality here is that when we dive deeper, when we keep going into the Word, keep finding out what God has done for us, there's this thing that happens. So, you know, guys like going to the gym, lifting weights, because they get stronger, you know. Well, there's a way for Christians to go to the gym. In reality, when we start diving deeper into the Word, we start spending that time with Jesus, here's what happens. We get a stronger and a more satisfying faith, okay? Because that's your gym. Oh, John 3.16, Jesus came down. Oh, you know, Philippians 4.13, oh, yeah. You know, pumping your irons. You've got to get in there. You've got to lift it. Hearts, are you hearing this? Hearts, are you hearing this? Like, come on, this is hitting right here. You know, got to get in the gym. Got to pump those irons. Got to spend that time in the Word. You know, last, last year we had a series called 40 Days in the Word, right? And I heard many people out here say, man, I've never spent that much time in the Word. And I... I don't know if you're still spending those 40 days in the Word, if you're still doing that every day. But that's life transforming. You know, whenever uh, Ryan told me about his series he was doing, Dysfunctional, you know, I said, oh, that's going to hit hard. I don't know about you guys, but it's, it's hit hard. Our hearts are crying. Our hearts are hurt. But it's necessary for us to hear this stuff. The gospel is never old. There's no greater in your walk than rather reminding your own heart, hearts you listening right here, of the truth of the gospel. You know what the gospel teaches us? The gospel teaches us that the worst prison that you can ever face are the ones we make ourselves. You know what insecurities yeah, so uh, as I'm writing down, preparing for this, I, I found out that I have a, a trend when I like speaking, and that trend is insecurities. I didn't realize that, but if you go back and you look at the first sermon I preached here, Father's Day of 2019, the faithfulness of God, I talked about insecurities. When you go back to this Father's Day, 2020, and you look in the message there's a big chunk of it just about insecurities. I don't know why insecurities pop up. Hmm. Oh, I know, why the, I know why insecurities keep popping up. It's because we each and every one of us have insecurities in our life, and we don't want to face them. We use it as a crutch. Can't do nothing. God doesn't want that. I'm going to stand here right now and tell you God wants all of you. Let me tell you something, okay? In the beginning, God created everything, right? He even created you. Let that sink in there for a minute. He created you. And this is the, this is the best part about this being created. 
God created each and every one of us in his image. Not, not in the image of a tree, but in his image, right? We were all chosen. He handpicked us, hand sculpted us, knew exactly what we're going to look like, what we're going to do. Yet, we don't even remember that. It doesn't matter where we're at. God chose you. You know, whenever I look deeper into the gospel, there's something that people often forget. And I'm going to go very drastic here, okay? The cross. What can we say about the cross? You know, I carried, I carried the cross. I wanted to carry a, a bigger cross and have weight held down on me. You know, experience carrying the cross. And I really wanted to come from way back there and come walking forward with it. But I didn't think you guys were ready for that. So I, I, I substituted this small cross here. I could have went even smaller. You know, there's rings out there that have the cross on them. Necklaces that have the cross. Earrings. You know, we wear the cross around like it's something that we need to glorify. But we forget what the cross actually was. And the cross, this, this is, I don't know why we forget about this, but the cross is covered in blood. The cross holds death. You remember, Jesus was hung up here. Why? Remember I, remember I said that we were all chosen? Jesus chose to be on this cross for our sins. Right? And if that wasn't good enough, he went into the grave and he rose again. But so the cross is a bloody mess, but we glorify it. We wear it. It's a representation that we're a Christian. You know, it's one of those things that we can check the box. I got my cross necklace on. But we forget what actually happens there. God himself, for our sake, defeated death. Right? You can't hold Jesus down. Death was defeated in a glorious resurrection to show how powerful God's love is and how he has power for all eternity. Not just today. Not yesterday. Tomorrow and forever. All right? I don't know about you guys, but that gets my blood pumping. Knowing that Jesus and God has all the power for all eternity. Man. You know... There's a lot of places I can go in the Bible for this. You know, I, I did a lot, a lot of research, but I guess in the middle of the night, while I was fighting Satan, I opened up my notes for the day. And I rearranged some things. Because there's some things in here that I don't remember at all. So, bear with me here, okay? If you open your Bibles up to Hebrews chapter 2. It's going to be verse 1. Before I read that, it's going to, i got to say, pay close attention to what you hear. Especially in today's, today's age. We've got to be very careful what we hear. But so Hebrews chapter 2 reads like this. 
Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. Mm, that's some good stuff. You know, the Bible I just read that out of, it says, the section on protecting the salvation. Something close to that. You know, it's warnings against neglecting salvation, right? We, we, we neglect that. So what's this verse saying here? Therefore, we must pay close attention to what we heard, lest we drift away. Uh, I've drifted away before. Uh, you know, I, I've told that story numerous times, and you know, God comes back and smacks you, and you get right back on track. Well, this here is telling us, listen to what you've been, what you've been told. And all the years I've been to church, you know, I was... 18, 19 years old whenever I decided that it was time to drift away. Let me tell you something. The best thing that could ever happen was that God came down one night and he said, I ain't done with you. You think that you're, 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 you can't be touched, but you've heard the stories. You know everything. I'm not done. Come back and I'm going to use you. And you know what happened after that? I showed up here at Temple Baptist Church. And there's been a fire brewing ever since. So did you know you all can preach a sermon? Let me tell you. The most important sermon you can give to your heart, listen to this closely, okay? The most important sermon you can give to your heart is the gospel. All right? And you need to preach it daily. Remind yourself of the gospel daily. You know, if you, if you turn over to Psalms 103.1, you know, this is David. This is just the opening lines of it. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. You know, David, he, he got it. You know, he, he was preaching to his heart. He was telling his heart, you know, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. He was telling himself, I, I, I need this. I need you, God. And this is where he was at. David was training his heart because he was preaching it. I don't know, but he's wrote a lot of good things. Like, you go further and you read all the way through 103, 104, you know, you just keep on going. David is very good with his words here. But he's also reminding his heart of what he needed, and that was the gospel. David told his soul how to feel and how to respond to the gospel. So if we jump into the New Testament a little bit, there's other things, you know, that could help. But I want to talk about Saul for a minute. Nah, never mind. So, respond to the gospel. So bless God, whether you want it or not. Was not singing a pretty line. You know, you know the hymn? You know the song? Jermaine, you know that song, right? Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. Right? He, he wasn't singing that song. He was, he was crying out. Crying. Whew, my heart's beating fast. 
He, he was talking to himself. He was challenging his soul to step up. Your hearts need to wake up. Your hearts need to step up right now. You need to open yourself up to the gospel. Because ain't nothing going to change unless you stand on that gospel. If you turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 30. David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. You remember I said, we need to go to the gym, we need to lift weights? Well, guess what? David was in the gym, and he was lifting those weights. And you know, he was facing death. And he had enough strength to face it. Why? Because he was singing, he was screaming those lines, bless the Lord, oh my soul. He wasn't letting that just be a melody. He didn't intend us to make that song. But he was really wanting to change himself. You know, there's a, a lost art. You know, when I when I first started going to church, and I remember going to church. Let me be honest, I've been going to church since I was like born. But when I started remembering going to church, you know, I remember people saying, you need to look to the cross, you need to look to Jesus, you need to look at this, and they'll guide you through life, right? Where has that went? Now, if this makes you feel good, well, all right, we'll go ahead and do it. Well, let me be honest, the last art here is we need to look to the cross, the resurrection, command your soul, to drink in the kindness of Christ, whose bruised and splinted shoulders carry the weight of your sin on that cross. You know, this here, blood poured out, sweat, tears, all our sin hanging on it. How did the cross not break? Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great sinner. I'll be honest with you. There ain't a day that goes by I don't have a sin. You know, I don't know how this cross didn't break. And when I think about how many people on earth, how many people has been on earth, and when I think about the cross, and the cross stood there holding the weight of everybody's sin, yet it didn't cripple. You want to know why? This, this is going to be awesome, guys. So you know Jesus is a miracle worker, right? The cross didn't cripple because if the cross crippled, it would lose its part in the gospel. If the cross crippled, it would lose its part in the whole entire story, because that means that this is faulty. But Jesus is so powerful enough, he could hold himself up on the cross and keep the cross held, while holding all of the weight. Because I, I know that's a lot of weight. Right? And Jesus held it all. If you go to John chapter 1, this, this is 
this is good stuff here too. Uh, verse 29, it says, But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. You know, if we urge people to stay with us, they may stay. The next day, the phrase probably refers to the day after John's response to Jerusalem delegations. So this is like John the Baptist, okay? If you guys didn't know this, this is John the Baptist happening here. And he talks about, you know, they wanted him to stay. It was dark. Have you ever walked around dark time? I, I love my house being dark. Okay? Until I have to get up in the, mor- in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And what I didn't realize is that one of the kids left the toy out. And then I find the toy in the darkness. And I'm like, why is there no lights on here? You know, these people were urging him to stay. Because it was dark. What would he stumble upon? You know, also inside the Bible it says walk in the light. And you know, John the Baptist was getting ready to go walk in the dark. And this was his friends doing their due diligence to keep him in the light. Right? An everyday command is very simple. Look at the cross where Jesus suffered incredibly for a sin he never committed so you can rejoice greatly in righteousness that you don't even deserve. Like you get that? We don't deserve it. But Jesus loved us enough that he did it. He walked. He did it all. Have you ever had a pastor say, are you ready for food? I'm not talking actual food, you know. Up here and says, you ready to have some lunch? When he's talking to your spirit, your heart, he's, he's ready to feed you. This, this is good stuff here. Our daily food comes from the Bible. Strengthens our heart. It's so much harder to find a way to complain if we're so full of Jesus. It's so much harder to feel sorry for ourselves if we got Jesus on us. It's, it's so much harder to have anxiety in our life when we have Jesus going on, running through us. See, when our souls see the bloody cross, when our soul sees the blood running down the face of Jesus. Great gratefulness is going to naturally start building up in our hearts when we do this throughout the day. Because you don't just start, start in the day. You don't just do it once. You know, our hearts need to be minded constantly about the gospel. And it's true. So I wanted to test this out before I, I told you guys that we need to do this every day, right? You know what I found out? Witnessing and experiencing the extraordinary power of the resurrection. 
Did you guys catch that? The gospel is ordinary people witnessing and experiencing the extraordinary power of the resurrection. Because I don't know about you guys, but the guys that he had walking with him, they're like nobody. They're just ordinary people that he chose. And they walked with him and witnessed everything that had happened. They're just ordinary. Now, I also, I made another slide for you guys. It's called the gospel in a nutshell, okay? It's very simple. You want to know what the gospel is? Jesus was born from a virgin, lived a perfect life. He died on the cross and risen from the dead for our sins. That's what we need to remind our hearts of. Well, whenever I got that text about speaking today, I started thinking about songs that I could uh, pair with this message. And one song in particular came to my mind, and that, that's a song called Holy Water. I love this song. It speaks so many truths. You know, like sweet, sweet honey on my lips. I wonder why those words are written there. And I know why. The reason those words are there is because when we speak the gospel, it comes out like honey. When people really start hearing those words, it really starts transforming your lives. You know, it's like a sweet uh, sound of symphony to my ears. You know, you want to know why? Because when you start hearing the gospel, you can't deny it. You're just going to have to go with it because it's so smooth coming out. But when we see it, our lives can be transformed. Everything that happened on this cross changes everything for us. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life. And we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, simply go to www.tbccentralia.com forward slash next. You see, here at TBCC, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.